welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Collective podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli. I am the director here, and I have a fabulous team of family lawyers who love to help people through their divorce and separation as soon as possible so that they can get on with their lives sooner and have that certainty. Today, I wanted to talk to you about a really serious topic and subject, and that is domestic violence and how to recognize that you are in a domestically violent relationship. So many people that I see that come to me for their family law matter, they actually don't recognize the signs of domestic violence. And I think it's really important to let you know exactly what those are. You can only put an end to domestic violence if you actually recognize it. And unfortunately, many people, particularly people that are victims of domestic violence, can't spot it. The reason that this is, is because it's like being a crab in a pot of water. A crab in a pot of water, when the water's cold, you don't notice and you pop it on the stove and the water slowly, slowly, slowly heats up. And before the crab knows it, it's in boiling hot water. That is exactly what happens to victims of domestic violence. Most probably, when you first started your relationship, you did not have domestic violence in it. And it slowly starts to creep in. And sometimes the ways that domestic violence can creep in can be very subtle. It's very confronting for people to find themselves in a domestic violence situation, particularly when they are independent and strong people. And yes, domestic violence does happen to independent and strong people. In fact, there are no barriers for domestic violence. It is not something that is just for low socioeconomic families. It can happen in all realms of life. doesn't matter who you are. It can happen to you. So I want to explain some of the types of behaviors that you can look out for to recognize what domestic violence is. The first behavior is something that you can recognize quite easily, and that is physical abuse. So this involves different actions such as assault to the body, destruction of property, driving dangerously, it could be harming animals threatening to harm people or animals, those types of behaviors. Now that's a lot easier to recognize than some of the others. So that's why I've given you that one first of all. The second what behavior is emotional abuse. And this involves actions such as undermining a victim's self-esteem and self-worth, emotionally telling people that they are hideous and horrible and awful, It can start out as very, very small uh, manipulative behaviors and you might not be able to recognize it at first. Number three is sexual abuse, including sexual activity without consent, um, sex without protection, forceful sex, and sexually degrading a partner. Number four is social abuse. 
So this happens when a partner socially alienates the other partner. That's controlling who they hang out with, who they phone, what conversations they have, all of that type of thing. Number five is verbal abuse. So this includes verbal humiliation and attacks to undermine a partner's personality and self-esteem. It can be sending abusive texts, emails. It can be telling lies about you, all of that type of thing. Number six is economic abuse. And this happens when a partner takes control of all the finances and restrains access to bank accounts for the other partner. This is something that we see quite commonly in family law, and it particularly happens to people where there's one working partner and one partner that isn't working. It can be in the form of dishing out just enough money for groceries, um, but controlling any other spending. It can be also accusing or making accusations of what people are spending their money on, uh, that type of thing. And number seven is any behavior that is threatening or intimidating. So getting over somebody, threatening them that they're going to do any of these things that I've discussed in here today already. It could also be um, threatening to harm themselves, threatening to harm um, another person, animals, property, that type of thing. So what do you do about it if you recognize any of these behaviors? there are a couple of things that you can do. You can seek help with an organization such as Respect or uh, Women's Legal Service, those types of organizations. Now, there are a lot out there around Australia, so you can seek out some free advice from people like that. You can also obtain a protective order from the court. So if you think you are a victim of domestic violence, it's really important that you do take the steps to obtain a protective order from the court. Now that's different in each state around Australia. Some are called apprehended domestic violence orders. Others are known as domestic violence orders. Um, It depends what state you're in and you will be going to your local court. So in Queensland, that's your magistrate's court. In New South Wales, that's your local court. Usually the courts have very simple processes on how you can make that application and they will help you with it. There's also people at the court that can help you. If you are able to financially um, get or have a lawyer help you, then go ahead and do that. You can also attend a police station to find those applications as well. If you have an incident at your home, you can ring the police and they will come, or elsewhere, it doesn't just have to be at your home, of course, Um, you can ring the police and they will attend. And so there's two different ways an order can be taken out. One is that you make the application yourself. And then the other way is that the police will make an application on your behalf if they have been called to an event usually. That's how it happens. If you need any advice about domestic violence, like I said before, there are lots of ways of getting that advice and you can Google it as well. You'll be able to find something Um, But it's just really important, I guess, today's podcast is actually about recognizing if you are actually in a domestically violent relationship or if you've ended the relationship or you're in that separation phase, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast, um, and you are dealing with someone who is domestically violent, please get an order. 
it will help you significantly in being able to resolve your matter um, because once you have the space away from a domestically violent partner, you're able to make better decisions. When you are being coerced, when you are being overruled, when you're being powered and controlled by somebody, it's really hard to have that clarity and and headspace, which is what a domestically violent partner wants to do to you. They want you to be in a position that you don't have that clear thinking space. Um, and I find when I'm working with clients and they're able to get away from that and they're able to have that space, you're able to make clear good decisions about how you want to move forward with your life. The worst, most upsetting thing that I see is that when people are in domestically violent relationships and they're trying to do their settlement either with property or parenting, they end up settling with something that they they deserve more or better, but they don't want to upset the partner or they don't have the thinking space because the partner's being domestically violent towards them. And then what happens is when they have the space a few years down the track, they end up regretting that they didn't have the strength at the time. You only get one chance to go through your family law matter with your one outcome that you're going to receive. If you've got a domestically violent partner and you're a victim of domestic violence, reaching an agreement is so much harder because you don't have the clarity when you've got someone standing over you. So if we can remove that with a domestic violence order and protect you, keep you safe, and give you the space and clarity that you need to make good decisions, you are going to get a better outcome at the end of the day and not live with any regrets moving forward. Your safety and your space is the most important thing to us. So please reach out if you need some help with that. My name's Carolee Fontanelli. That is all I have for you today. If you would love to come for an appointment with us, please feel free to do so. We are here on the other end of the email. You can find our website at www.collectivefamilylaw.com.au or you can find us also on Instagram um, and, yeah, and LinkedIn as well. We're there as well. Alrighty, great to talk and I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.